0: Perfect home sweet home.
1: Sixers knock off the LA Clippers 112 98, big finish down the stretch. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. Let's join in progress, Brett Brown. Uh, When I go back,
0: what surprised you?
2: The fact that he was able to come back. I think that we, we played good defense in the second half. For the most part, I thought the game was well played defensively. I think it's a tale of two uh, different stories offensively. You know, the first half offense versus the second half offense. You know, we both played the night before. I thought it got a little bit uh, slow. I thought it got sort of static in the second half. But to your point, you know, we had 27 points in one turnover in the fourth period. That That's... Excellent for us, and I, I give our defense a lot of credit in that stretch that you're referring to.
0: What do you think got
2: into T.J. tonight? I don't know. He, uh, you know, every every game, as you know, we have a bell ringer, and uh, he he rung the bell tonight. You know, you look at his what 17 points, eight assists, and not one turnover. You know, he was uh, he was effective. As was our bench. We, we we all have to give our bench some love tonight. I thought that that they really contributed, and um, TJ was sort of the uh, the leader of that group.
3: how much of a difference has it made for you to have Justin back, where you have a guy who's got some size, some athleticism, yeah. that allows you to roll out some different looks?
2: Yeah, the physicality side of what you're saying, and there's like a toughness side, and you know it sure helps when he can make a three and you know run his lane. Uh, and he, he's got a bounce. You know, when you project out if, uh, if we, we, we're fortunate enough to be in the playoffs, that type of body, that type of physicality uh, interests me a lot. Coach,
1: can you speak to what Ben Simmons does for your offense when he's getting stopped <laughs> at the defensive end and he's attacking in transition and pushing the pace, as he seemed to, especially in the first
3: half?
2: <laughs> um, I think the thing that most surprises me about Ben is that he doesn't really overtly seem to fatigue like he he, he plays I, I played him what tonight I gave him you know 35 and a half minutes he's always up 34 ish and he he just plays sort of within himself and chooses his uh, moments to have bursts of speed uh, offensively uh, he can almost Bait somebody into throwing a pass when he knows he's going to be able to go pick it out of the air. Um, He just is, you know, like the 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 driver of our offense, the leader, especially of our fast break. And uh, I think he just continues to get better.
1: 76ers winning head coach Brett Brown following tonight's victory, 112 98 This was the Sixers' third straight win. They're now 28-25 on the season, and they sweep the two-game season set versus the L.A. Clippers, a team that is playing very well at a critical time of the year and responded at a critical time in tonight's game. Sixers, they seem to have this one well in control, especially at the break. Clippers began to make some inroads in the third quarter, but then all of a sudden there was that middle stretch of the fourth where the Sixers had to give it a go without Joel Embiid for a bit after he went down and into the locker room to be examined. The Clippers charged back to within two points after being down by as many as 16, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, where's this one going to go? Well, T.J. McConnell hit a bucket, big night for him. There was a timeout on the court, and the Sixers showed once again why they're such a good after-timeout team they ripped off consecutive scoring possessions after that the building blocks for a huge finish tonight and this is a team that we've talked about all year trying to figure out how to better and more effectively and more consistently hang on to big leads and close out games well tonight they ended the game on a 17 to 5 run and that's a big reason why they were 112-98 winners over the LA Clippers Joel Embiid fantastic battling out there on the second night of his second ever back to back 29 points 16 rebounds T.J. McConnell, as Brett Brown said, the bell ringer tonight, their postgame locker room tradition. The man with 17 points, 8 dimes, spirited effort throughout the game. J.J. Redick shut the door with a big 3 as a part of that run. 17 points for him, 5 of 10 from outside the arc. And Ben Simmons with his 21st double-double with 14 points and 10 assists. We'll get into this one a little bit more with t Mac, Tom McGinnis, he's waiting. He's standing by. We're ready to go as we continue our post-game coverage here on the Sixers Radio Network.
0: This is the Philadelphia 76ers post-game show.
3: It feed like a locomotive up Broad Street. Sarge is going to turn. He'll get it off, and he rolls it in.
0: The Sixers post-game show right now on 97.5 The Fanatic.
1: So that has been trying to close out games all season long, and on top of that, Going to the All-Star break with momentum. A very nice win tonight. 112 98 over the L.A. Clippers. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. We bring in Tom McGinnis. 95-93, Mr. McGinnis. You're thinking, where is this going to turn? And there was no Joel Allen beat at that point. Kind of anxious moments down here at the center. McConnell got the jumper, stopping the action, and then, bam, the Sixers right out of the timeout build that 17 to 5 run to close this game it was great to see
3: you're absolutely right and you know honestly the way you put it and i think all of us would agree that there are times earlier in the season that game maybe does get away and that's right that's that play that i talked about with tj post game where he dribbled around dribbled around and ended up getting a jumper on deandre jordan and that gave the sixers a four-point lead joel did did come back in the game i believe he had four free throws late the sixers again 10 field goals in the fourth nine assists only one turnover, and again, that major drought for the Clippers, led by the Sixers' defense, where L.A. went 0-9 from the field, a five-minute span from around seven minutes in the game to two minutes in the game, and the Sixers were able to rebuild the lead. And again, it's almost like we've talked about in games past where they have to win the game twice. Didn't quite get to that because the Clippers never took the lead. They led by six early but never recapture the lead, and yet the, the Sixers did have to rally from, like, not behind, but rally again to, to reestablish the lead. And they did it. They closed it out. And that's a huge sign for a young team where they're they're showing these signs from growing from some of their past mistakes. Not to say it's going to be perfect, but to be three games over five hundred to start to establish some home court dominance and head into this all-star break with two big games, the Knicks game Monday and the Miami game on Wednesday.
1: 76ers over the Clippers, 112-98. This is something where... There are so many reasons to love what Joel Embiid is all about. But Brett Brown has referenced this before. I think he mentioned it after last night's game, the win over the Pelicans, that Embiid, I think he was asked, like, you know, what allows Embiid to be questionable, then come out and have a game like that. And he starts off by saying it's his love for the game. And he's got to love something, whether it's the competition, the atmosphere, because he just battled down the stretch. You can see it just to – get to the line and get some of those insurance free throws it was big and he finished with twenty nine points sixteen rebounds.
3: Well and I one other play that really depicted that exactly that fight and that spirit that you're talking about was Lou Williams took a three right by the Sixers bench and the be sprinted out there and I think he dove into the bench like they tried to coach him a little bit in the off season to literally stay on the court. But he knew he was going to be diving into his teammates, so he just laid out, and, like, he took out, like, five teammates, (laughs) Covington and Fultz. Everybody was over there, and there was a timeout right after that, and he laid on the floor. He was absolutely winded. He got up. J.J. Redick was seated in his position on the bench. He said, J.J., like, scoot over. I mean, he was totally gassed at that point. That literally is laying it on the line. So he does. He plays so hard, and you know, I'm sure his ankle was less than 100%. I watched him warm up a little bit. You could tell he was testing it. He, he jogged down by us in our position as we got ready prior to the game to do one of our tele or you know, Jumbotron hits or whatever in arena. And uh, man, the guy gets after it and he delivers. Didn't have a great shooting night. And again, as Brett Brown said, I think there were times where there was a lull on offense, both these teams were fatigued. But Embiid plays awful hard, that's for sure. And He's going to rest up tomorrow and hopefully be ready to go against the Knicks. And one other point, Brian, you mentioned the Pelicans game. Last night held the 82 points here against the Sixers. They had 138 tonight in Brooklyn in a 10-point win. I mean, think about that. That really puts a better little stamp, if you will, on the Sixers' defensive effort, which was pretty good to begin with. They only shot 34%, 82 points, but tonight 138 at Brooklyn. 112.98,
1: 112.98, 98 76ers down the L.A. Clippers. Why don't we close it out on one T.J. McConnell oh. developing right before our very eyes, as a man would like to say. I mean, it's like it's almost at a point now where you wonder, are teams going to kind of have to honor when he's open on the perimeter? He was terrific, 3-for-3 three three from outside the arc. He's over now 50% from three on the season eight assists, and not a single turnover, scoring 17 points.
3: Oh, he's the heart and soul. Yeah. He is the guts of the basketball team. Everybody loves him. He competes so hard. He's uh, you know, he's a backup floor general when, when Ben's not in there, and he does a tremendous job. That corner three is the closest three, but it's also, I think, when you swing the basketball and you get a couple of brisk passes over there, it's the one that gets open maybe the most, and that's where he had two in the first half, right in front of the Sixers bench, and at the other end, in the right corner, wide open. And he liked Dario, and Brett Brown gave us that tutorial about loading and being a stepper, and that is, you know, bending your body, getting into a little bit more of an athletic crouch on the catch on a long-distance shot like that, and then stepping into it uh, toward the line. And it's helped Dario with his arc, and I think TJ was afflicted with the same thing, a bit of a line-drive approach. But he's gotten more arc, more airtime on his shots. He's become more consistent, and to have a to be, and handle the ball as much as he does, and then not have a turnover is so efficient. And without question, 17 points. He helped the Sixers seal the deal here, in in a great number of ways. And as Brett Brown said, the the ringing the bell. That uh, you know that's the coaches, whomever selects that. But that, for everybody in there, is that's like the MVP of the game. And certainly Embiid could win that almost every single night. But T.J. was incredible. He's become a fan favorite because you talk about playing out and playing your heart out. That, that That's the definition of what he does. And he's just been a, a great young player. You think about it, he's survived with – Uh, in here into the Sixers, not being drafted, all those things, not being counted out, the 20-some-odd point guards that he's probably survived past, if you will, that have come through on the roster. He's just a delight and a scrap. he, He might be from Pittsburgh, but he's all Philly. He's Philly tough here with the Sixers.
1: Well put. Last thing, and I'm going to need a ruling from a Sage veteran like yourself on this one. Now, in the aftermath of this game, you might read, see, hear, the 76ers home winning streak is seven games
3: well i wish it was nine because i said well, nine <laughs> no
1: now listen listen it's all a matter of perspective because the home home loss technical home game played on foreign soil in london because they have in fact not lost here at the center for now nine straight games right dating back to uh the last last year right. was uh, December december well you
3: know for that game in in england at the o2 arena somebody had to be the home team and the sixers did give up a home game but i think obviously we put a lot of stock in playing here at home sell across twenty thousand plus the team has done a great job the front office has done a tremendous job it is truly a home court advantage and uh it's been exciting no doubt about it and again as i've said for for years the part of the formula to make the playoffs is to be at or above five hundred on the road, win 20, 21 road games, and then you have to win more than that at home and the Sixers are doing that right now. And again to have this the schedule's a little quirky. They've done a great job opening it up, but two five game homestands in a season, some of the other things being done with the Western Conference before the first part of the calendar year. And so you gotta take advantage it is what it is. But if it's if it's opening it up and lightening up in terms of the the degree of difficulty with the opponents, then you got to take advantage. And the Sixers have done a tremendous job. And, hey, even though it was no travel, but it's still a back-to-back. And these guys, you know, battled through that and were able to persevere and just continue to fight. You know, they had some turnovers. They missed some jams. And this game could have been potentially, you know, put away earlier. But they came back, and like we said, from the onset here during our postgame coverage, one turnover in the fourth, establishing, reestablishing a lead and coming away with a double-digit victory, sweeping the Clippers for the first time in eight years, gaining, whether it's their seventh or their ninth home win, all in all, very good job. Well-deserved day off tomorrow and a big matchup with the Knicks on on Monday here at the center.
1: T-Mac, talked to you at that point in time.
3: Thank you, Brian. Good
1: night. 76ers over the L.A. Clippers, 112-98. If you missed them, if you caught some, looking to hear some more. We'll get to Tom McGinnis' highlight calls coming up on the other side. Our final segment of the postgame show is next here on the Sixers Radio Network. 76ers and the Clippers for the second and final time this season. Sixers going for a two-game season series sweep and also trying to pick up win number three in a row. Strong starts have been the Sixers' thing as of late. They actually fell behind 16-10, to but then Dario Saric helped put them back in front. Dario fakes it three,
3: long two, top of the key, and that's good as Dario charged with
1: eight straight points for the Sixers. Nice little flurry from Dario Scharch, and then to close off the first quarter, a highly energizing play by the big man.
3: Booker has the ball into the lane on Decker, puts it up. No good but a slam, It B follows with a dunk. One second to go. Joel crashes in there, and now Montrez Harrell. No good at the end of the first, and what a play by Embiid. A major exclamation point on the end of the first 12 minutes of play.
1: And at that juncture, the Sixers were up 37-28. to 28. Should be noted, Joel Embiid, for the second time in as many weekends and the second time in his career playing a back-to-back. In the fourth quarter, Clippers stayed nipping. On the Sixers' heels, they got it down to a four-point game, but the Sixers answered with a nice run of 10-2. The Clippers got backed within four once again by scoring nine straight, and Justin Anderson settled things down.
3: Justin Anderson with a rebound ahead to Ben Simmons on DeAndre Jordan, peels back out with a dribble, back out top to Anderson. He drives it underhand, right-hand scoop is good. He shifts it to his offhand and scores it.
1: At halftime, the Sixers were in front comfortably, 99-55, the third-highest first-half scoring total for the 76ers this season. Ben Simmons doing some work early in the third.
3: Here's Ben deflecting a Harris offering. He bats it ahead. Ben Simmons in the lane on Austin Rivers. Up and good, and a foul. The length and athleticism of Simmons is off the charts.
1: <laughs> it's like pick any flavor you like. Anticipation, hops. Length, explosiveness, speed, power, finishing, all that good stuff. Simmons putting it on display right there. Sixers in front, 85-78, to going into the fourth. Now, Embiid scored the Sixers' first basket of the fourth, and then not too long after he made it 93-87, which was around the seven-and-a-half-minute mark, Suffered a tough fall on the court, and he had to go into the locker room. He was examined, and during that stretch was when the Clippers made further inroads. They actually got the margin down to two at 95-93. T.J. McConnell hit a jump shot. There was a timeout taken on the floor. Joel Embiid came back, and then the Sixers were able to rev up the defense a bit.
3: Simmons dives, steals the ball, throws it ahead to Covington, and the Sixers are going to get a jam. Robert Covington puts it in. What a play by Simmons, laying out and stealing the ball.
1: So the Sixers got a big play right there. They got another stop after a Lou Williams miss, and J.J. Redick came down and banged down a three-pointer. Dario Scharch, a big block on Danilo Gallinari with just under three minutes to play, and J.J. Redick turning to his shooting stroke.
3: It beat to Redick, J.J. for three from out top. It's good ball game. Ruddock sinks his old team with a three that he is fired up. Sixers 108. The Clippers 96 with 25
1: seconds to go. It would end 112-98. Final notes from the final stat sheet. Sixers shoot just under 48 percent from the field. 13 of 33 from outside the arc. The Clippers were 43 percent overall but 8 of 32 from the perimeter. Sixers we're outdone on the glass, minus minus eight fifty-three to 45, but it felt like uh, they were able to get the key rebounds they needed in the guts of the game, final minutes of play to make sure that things would stay in their control turnovers for the most part continue to trend well for the Sixers, only 12 tonight they 4 17. Individual notes will start with the Clippers, Lou Williams with 23 points, that was a Clippers high, 9 of 21 though from the field, 4 of 10 from the perimeter. He did have six assists but seven turnovers. For Lou Williams tonight, 22 for Danilo Gallinari and DeAndre Jordan with 10 points and 21 boards. For the Sixers, Joel Embiid, he battled through after coming back on the floor for the final minutes of play. Got to the line where he was 10 of 13. That was big tonight. Battled with Jordan and Montrez Harrell uh, underneath. He finished with 16 rebounds. Did Embiid to go with 29 points. This was the fourth straight 2010 game for Embiid, and that's the longest streak of its kind for a Sixer since Embiid uh, got it back earlier this year in November, but before that there hadn't been a streak that long since Clarence Weatherspoon had five straight 2010 games back in 1995. Fourteen points, ten dimes, and five boards for Ben Simmons. Seventeen points for T.J. McConnell. Excellent tonight. Six of seven from the field, eight rebounds. you got to highlight Justin Anderson with a dozen points, five of seven from the field, four boards. Uh, Seventeen for Reddick. I actually can't remember if I already said that. Dario Scharch, nearly a double-double with ten points, nine rebounds, and five assists. Good one for the 76ers tonight. As they win their third straight, are now three and zero on the homestand, 28 uh, and 25 on the season. L.A. Clippers are 28 and 26. Can we do this? Can we start to do some scoreboard watching as we get to the All-Star break and take a look at some of the teams surrounding the 76ers? Uh, The Miami Heat right above them, not in action tonight, so the Sixers will move into a tie for 7th place Washington, which is in front of the Sixers by two games, leading at Chicago this evening uh, by 16 with 7.5 to go in that game. Uh, And the Milwaukee Bucks, a win at Orlando tonight, so that maintains two games' worth of distance between 4th place Milwaukee and now tied for 7th, 76ers. All right. New York Knicks are up next. They have lost five in a row. They have lost their all-star big man, Chris Dapps Porzingis. That game is going to be on Monday night at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage underway on some of our Sixers Radio Network affiliates, beginning at 6.50. Big thanks to everyone involved in tonight's production. Back at the studio, Tyler Zulli and Alan Yates here on site. the Man. Marty Dickerson, now for the radio voice of the 76ers, Tom McGinnis. Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. One final time, the final score was the 76ers 112 and the L.A. Clippers 98. Have a great rest of your Saturday night from all of us here at the Sixers Radio Network.
2: Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.